Welcome to the Anglican Church of the Good Shepherd, Pelham, Alabama podcast. We come this great Easter vigil, and we celebrate and we await what we know is going to happen, that Christ is risen. The Lord is risen indeed. Alleluia, we cry out. And we cry out because it's the long return from exile of our very own souls, both the living and the dead. For humanity's history, as we heard from these lessons coming from the Old Covenant, teaches us that we trapped in our sins, going back to the fall in Genesis, being exiled for our own good, out from the garden, so that we would not take the fruit of the tree of life and live forever stuck in a sinful state. But instead, God in His mercy exiles us from that garden. And while we stumble in death and in our sins for so many centuries, it's not because God is without plan. For God gives that promise there in the fall, in the very garden, as He commands exile, that He is sending a Savior, born of a woman, born from Eve. One who will crush the serpent, though he will be stricken with a mortal wound. And we see that promise fulfilled through Christ our Savior, our Lord, our God, who comes to us, the Son of Man and the Son of God takes on our flesh of flesh and bears our sins and dies that most agonizing, excruciating death there upon the cross for our very sins. Because what Christ Jesus is doing is exactly what He has taught us from the very beginning. He is doing a new exodus, a greater exodus than what Moses was given. An exodus, a return from exile. The people of God sent in exile from the promised land there into Egypt, being brought into that promised land to inherit it, to receive it. And the story of the people of God, indeed the story of the people of the church, is continual exile and return. But the exodus to end all exiles happens on this night as we celebrate our Christ our Lord, going into exile for us, dying for us, going down into the pit, into Sheol, into Hades, into what we've anglicized as hell, there to the place of death. And He goes in that exile for us. And He goes to redeem us. All the saints of old. Adam, Abraham, Moses, Isaiah, Ezekiel. All the prophets anticipating and awaiting. And can you imagine when John the forerunner, John the Baptist, when he was beheaded and entered into his death and goes down into the pit, into the shale, into Abraham's bosom and continues his ministry as the forerunner, telling them the light of the world has been born. Light will come to us in this darkness. And then suddenly, as though a great crack through the earth as a great earthquake shook that of the nation of Israel, a great earthquake there into Sheol itself, as Christ Himself, the light of the world, enters into the darkness. And what was once dark now can be seen. 
as Hades is opened, as Sheol is emptied of the saints of God, as Christ calls forth an exodus, prefigured through Moses, when there upon the Red Sea, when all hope seemed to be lost, as Pharaoh and his enemy army is coming towards them, what does God tell Moses to do? To stretch out your arms in the form of a cross, and the sea is parted as though it is dry land. And the people of God go into the midst of what was once the dark waters of the sea. And now Christ Jesus goes into the darkness of the pit of Hades. He ravages Sheol and takes the saints of God. And shows that Satan has no right to them. They belong to God. They are God's own children. And Christ Jesus leads up a host of captives taken these saints from Sheol, there to be in His presence and in the presence of God the Father Almighty, going to the heavenly realm. The great exodus, so that now Satan thought he was victorious, but he has none of the saints of God. God's people have been redeemed. And now death itself, from the very moment of Christ's death into His own resurrection, has no hold over us, Christian. No matter how much we doubt it, the fact remains that it holds nothing over us. Not because of who we are, but despite of who we are. Because who we have become. Because our identity is in Christ and in Christ alone. Because we were washed through the very same waters of the Red Sea as the children of Israel. But a far better water. The waters of purification. The waters of regeneration. The water that cleanses our sins. The waters of baptism. The circumcision without any hands. And the common theme through our prayers through this night, through the Old Testament passages, have been linking us to our baptism. For the beautiful fact remains that when it comes to our own baptism, it's not we who have chosen it. Even those of us who came as adults, came as teenagers, came saying, I want to be baptized. It was not our choice, but God's generous grace drawing us to the waters of baptism flooding us from our sins so that when we doubt and when we fall yet again into our own sins, we get up and we remember Christ has redeemed me. Christ died for that sin. Christ died for me and indeed for the sins of the whole world. And so we look back to our justification, to that faith in Christ and Him alone, to what He did for us on the cross, provides through the baptism and every day that we repent for our sins. And we are washed anew. We repent and we turn away from the old self. And we walk in the newness of life by walking and clinging to the light of the world, which burns ever brightly here before us now. The promise of leaving the exile that we're in, of being exodus to be with Him, is complete on this night when Christ destroys death negating the power of sin over us and destroys Satan's authority and shows that he has none over us. And the way we cling to that, O Christian, is by throwing ourselves upon Christ, clinging to Him and Him alone, putting our trust in Him, and hearing the word of the Lord, the word spoken to Ezekiel in the Old Covenant, when the hand of the Lord was upon him and brought him out in the Spirit of the Lord in the middle of that valley of the dry bones. And God said to him, Son of man, can these bones live? 
And Ezekiel looked back and said, Oh Lord, you know. You know, Lord God. And God told him, Prophesy, Ezekiel, over these bones. Say to them to hear the word of the Lord. And now we too hear the living word of the Lord. God the Son, the Logos. God has said over the dry bones in Ezekiel's vision, I will cause breath to enter into you and you shall live. You will come to life. I will put breath in you. You shall live and you will know that I am the Lord. Every time a sinner comes to Christ, dead bones are being brought to life. And even when we, in this long sojourn, in this exile of this life, as we wait to Exodus to be with the Lord, and then for that Exodus to be complete when the Lord returns and makes all things new, when He brings the promised land, the heavenly Jerusalem, down into heaven, down into the earth, so that heaven and earth meet and are one and united, then our physical dry bones will rise up just as in Ezekiel's vision. And we will have breath, and these slain bodies shall live just as Christ lives. Our Lord God has promised us, Behold, I will open your graves and raise you up from your graves, O my people. And I will bring you into the land of Israel. And you shall know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and raise you up from your graves, O my people. And I will put my spirit within you, and you shall live, and I will place you in your own land. Then you will know that I am the Lord. I have spoken, and I will do it, declares the Lord. Indeed, the Lord has spoken, and he has done it this night. Thanks be to God. Christ is risen. Alleluia. Alleluia. Thank you for tuning in and listening to the podcast for this week. We're expanding our ministries at Church of the Good Shepherd and expanding our space as well in order to better accommodate our growing church family and also to minister to our children. If you feel led to give, please feel free to text the word SHARE to 1-888-364-GIVE. Or additionally, visit us at www.goodshepherdacna.com and go over to the menu item listed Donate to Donate Online. We appreciate any help that you can give, and we hope to see you soon. Come visit us on Sundays at 9 a.m. for Bible study and at 10.30 a.m. for Sunday worship. God bless.